You are totally in the right place. This is Disney Vacations Demystified with Sarah and Erica. It's time to have less stress and more fun on your next Disney vacation. Sarah, and today we're going to take a dive into what I think might be the most misunderstood Disney park. That's right. We're going to go to Epcot over at Walt Disney World. This park has a reputation for being kind of an adults only park, but together you and I are going to walk through Epcot. I'm going to show you the rides you should count on and not skip out on during your itinerary. I'm going to tell you the best places to eat, the shows you've got to watch, And of course, the perfect way to end your day at Epcot. So come on, let's go scan into the gates together and get our virtual day at Epcot started. Of course, rides are the thing that are probably at the top of your list when you're spending the day at Epcot. And at the top of that priority list should undoubtedly be what is now the best ride at Walt Disney World. I'm talking about Guardians of the Galaxy Cosmic Rewind. This coaster opened just a few months ago in spring of 2022 and it is unlike anything you've ever ridden on before no matter how much of a roller coaster junkie you are this one just hits different it's an omni coaster so that means that not only does your car travel forward on the track but it's also turning left to right which creates a very unique sense of movement some people i know have had some issues with motion sickness so if you're prone to that you may want to take some precautions Take a Dramamine, wear C-bands. I don't suffer from motion sickness, fortunately. So it's not something I've had to work around, but I do know some folks who have. And it bothers them to varying degrees. If you're not sure what it's going to be like, uh, I would suggest going to YouTube and finding a POV video so that you can really see what that motion looks like and decide for yourself if it's something that's going to work in your itinerary. Now, one of the things that makes Guardians of the Galaxy Cosmic Rewind really unique is that you can't just walk up and get in line to ride. This is the only ride at Walt Disney World right now that's like that. It's using a virtual queue system. I'm recording this episode in late September 2022, and that virtual queue system is still in use. So here's how that works. At 7 a.m., you want to be in your My Disney Experience app ready to grab your group's virtual boarding pass for Guardians of the Galaxy Cosmic Rewind. You'll see the prompts on your screen. Go to the virtual queue section and follow the instructions. It's a very intuitive process, but you want to be ready to make those reservations because at the stroke of seven, those are going to open up and they do tend to fill up pretty quickly. So be ready. Now to be eligible for the virtual queue, you do have to have a park pass reservation for Epcot that day. So only Epcoters will be competing for those spots. Depending on crowds, that that will determine how quickly those spots go. I have heard that seven o'clock is a little bit more competitive. And then there's a second virtual queue opening at 1 p.m. If you weren't able to grab a spot at 7 a.m., be ready for that 1 p.m. time. Go ahead and set an alarm on your phone so that you don't miss it because undoubtedly you're going to be busy in your Epcot day and maybe lose track of time. And that'd be a real bummer to not be able to grab a spot in the virtual queue for this super epic ride. You want to be on this ride. If you're staying in a deluxe resort at Disney World, you might also be eligible for a third opening 
in the virtual queue. And that's at 6 p.m. on nights when there are deluxe extended evening hours in the theme park. So with a little luck, you're going to for sure grab one at 7 a.m. or at 1 p.m. And then if you're a deluxe guest, you might get lucky and grab a another spot at the 6 p.m. and be able to ride twice. The other way, if you don't want to mess around with a virtual queue, and it's not as hard as it sounds, don't let that stress you out. But if you don't even want to deal with it, the surefire way to make sure that you get on this ride is to purchase an individual Lightning Lane. This is one of those special fancy rides where you can just straight up pay for access to that Lightning Lane, not mess with the virtual queue. You're going to get right on. There is an additional charge for that per person, and that charge is going to vary depending on the day that you're visiting in the park and how high the demand is. You'll see those prompts. And, and that's available to purchase right at 7 a.m. So if you don't want to hassle with virtual queue, grab an individual lightning lane, and then you'll make sure that you have access to Guardians of the Galaxy Cosmic Rewind. This is definitely my favorite ride in Epcot. I want you to get on it too. So now you know the, the insider secrets to make sure that you can make that part of your Epcot day. Now let's talk about how you want to strategize your day at Epcot. There is no way, let's just start from the beginning, no way that you're going to be able to do all of the rides and every country and world showcase and every show in the park. So you've really got to prioritize. I would recommend having a family meeting about this. Bring your kids and your travel party into the planning. Let them help you determine which things are a priority. What's the most important? Maybe everybody in your group gets to pick one thing that they really, really want to do and that's going to help you determine how you strategize your day and what order you're going to do things in, making sure that everybody gets a little something of what they want. Your trip will be so much more comfortable if you plan it that way, rather than try to make a detailed itinerary that's minute by minute and squeeze in as much as you can. I know it's tempting to do that because time is money when you're at Disney World, at least it feels like that, but you're going to have a much more laid back day and enjoy your time together as a family if you aren't trying to really squeeze the juice out of every single minute in the park. So personally, I really like to head to World Showcase first. And, and here's why. Experiencing World Showcase during daylight hours to me is a lot more fun than being there after dark, especially if you have kids in your travel party. There are tons of details in each country that will be hard to see after the sun goes down. I also, when I'm there with my family, prefer to avoid the drink around the world crowd in Epcot. And so going a little earlier in the day to World Showcase first means that it's a more family-friendly atmosphere and we're not worried with people who've maybe overconsumed too much. So you can take that into consideration as you plan your day too. I also think that for some of those top tier rides like Remy's Ratatouille Adventure and frozen ever after. Hitting those earlier in the day means that the lines haven't backed up quite so much or you don't risk a ride going down. I think for lots of families, those are a priority ride that you're going to want to get on because everybody in your family, regardless of age or height requirement, is going to be able to ride. And so getting those done early in the day makes a lot of sense. After we've enjoyed World Showcase, then we like to head up into Future World to do some of the rides up there. Now, every ride in Epcot is indoors. Just about every attraction is indoors. 
And so especially up in those future world rides, like Soarin' Around the World or The Seas with Nemo and Friends, if you're visiting them after dark, you're still having the same experience because they are indoors and it doesn't matter if the sun is up or not. It's very different than over at World Showcase where a lot of that atmosphere and ambiance is in the outdoor areas in the country pavilion. So that's why one of the reasons why I like to go to World Showcase first and hit those up. So make your way around World Showcase. Enjoy the countries. Here's a fun family activity in World Showcase, especially if you've got kiddos in your travel party. During the festivals, and this is one of the really amazing parts of Epcot is those festivals. There's seasonal festivals like food and wine festival in the fall, flower and garden festival in the spring, festival of the arts that happens right after the new year, festival of the holidays around Christmas. It keeps the World Showcase feeling really new and fresh with different activities every time. And this family-friendly activity is a scavenger hunt in World Showcase that's themed along with those festivals. So you're, you can go buy a card in one of the gift shops and it will give you some instructions on the card about how to look for a particular character. Uh, for example, during the festival of the holidays, usually we're looking for Olaf and he's walking around World Showcase gathering holiday traditions from each of the countries. So on the card that you've purchased from the gift shop, you're going to have some information about each country and the holiday that Olaf has discovered. And then you've got some interactive stickers where you can pull the sticker off. Once you find Olaf hiding in each of the World Showcase countries, you can take off that sticker and stick it on your map to know that you have accomplished the scavenger hunt in that country. And it's a great way to keep your kids really engaged and learning a ton about world cultures as you enjoy the ambiance and the great food and all the fun things about those festivals in World Showcase. There's also amazing food in World Showcase. So you're going to hit some of those rides first, right? You're going to go over to France and ride Remy's Ratatouille Adventure. You're going to go to Norway to ride Frozen Ever After. Maybe you're going to ride uh, the Three Caballeros in Mexico. And then you're probably, you've worked up an appetite at this point in your day. Well, all around World Showcase, you're going to find food booths that feature some really unique cuisines that are themed from each of those countries. And so grabbing small plates and nibbles throughout your morning there is a great way to sample a lot of foods and share. They're totally shareable. Maybe everybody gets a bite or two of that dish that you've bought from the country to share. And you may not actually be hungry for lunch at that point because you've nibbled around the world a little bit and there are countless things that you can enjoy. Some of my personal favorites are uh, over in Canada. I love, there's usually some sort of beef tenderloin dish. Uh, this fall at the Food and Wine Festival, it's a tri-tip with mushrooms and mm, chef's kiss. It was delicious when I was there a few weeks ago to try it. Uh, let's see. There's also usually some wonderful things over in France. Uh, there's a little bakery in the back of France. If you love French pastry or you want to grab a baguette, it's a really cost-effective way to grab some French-themed foods that will feed a crowd and are very shareable without breaking the bank. So those are great hidden gems to find. It will be so much fun for your family to walk around World Showcase to engage with each of the countries and the cast members who are in those countries. Epcot's just beginning to bring back 
cultural representatives in each country. So those are residents of their native country who've come to Walt Disney World to work. And it is a spectacular experience to say hello to them, ask them about where they're from, and to get a really authentic cultural experience as they tell you about their home country. World Showcase countries also have another kid-friendly activity called KidCot. In each of the countries, you'll find a station set up and you can go pick up uh, a little Ziploc baggie. Inside that baggie is going to be a card that's sort of like collecting stamps in your passport. And it has a fun activity and some information about that country. So that's another fun way to keep your kids engaged and learning about the countries as you enjoy the scenery and the food. Those kid cot packets are totally free too. So that's a fun way to stretch your vacation budget. There are not too many free things at Disney World. So when you find one, definitely take advantage. They're fun to collect and your kids are going to enjoy adding those to their souvenir book or their travel journal uh, or just having them in a special spot to be their special trip souvenirs. Let's talk food for a second. I know we've talked about food booths around World Showcase, but there are a number of restaurants also in Epcot that you don't want to miss. So first, let's talk quick service. Now, quick service restaurants are those in the parks and at your resorts that don't require a reservation. So they are fast, casual locations. You can just walk up to the counter and place your order. They'll prepare your food and you'll be able to sit down in the seating area there and enjoy your meal, get off your feet a little bit. Uh, and there's some really great food to be had there. So my number one pick for a quick service location in Epcot is gonna be the Regal Eagle Smokehouse. That's over in the America Pavilion in World Showcase. And uh, it's great barbecue with lots of different sauce options. And the theming inside is really fun, too. It's got kind of a nod to the Muppets. If you know Sam the Eagle from the Muppets, uh, it would actually be really fun, too. If you've been in Hollywood Studios or will visit Hollywood Studios later in your trip, go watch Muppets 3D over in Hollywood Studios. Sam the Eagle is a prominent character there. So to go over to Regal Eagle Smokehouse and see some nods to Sam the Eagle... Uh, that's a really fun connection. And you can see if your kids will make that jump and, and connect the two together. I also love that Regal Eagle Smokehouse gives you a great spot to sit down in some air conditioning. If you are in Florida during the warmer months, you're going to want a break from the heat. And Regal Eagle Smokehouse has tons of great seating inside. So that's a great reason to visit just to take an air conditioning break. I'll give an honorable mention to another quick service location that's on the opposite side of the park up towards the front gates of Epcot is Connections Cafe. This is a relatively new spot. It just got some refurbishment done. So it feels very fresh and bright and clean. And the menu is really great too. Lots of really uh, chef inspired flavors. And it's not just your typical fast food. Yes, there's burgers and pizza on the menu, but they've really given it a very fresh twist with authentic ingredients that's going to feel really wholesome and a lot more nourishing than if you were just grabbing a slice of pizza from your local pizza joint. I also love that Connections Cafe serves their meals on real dishes. It's so refreshing to be at a quick service where you're not eating out of a paper tray. If you want a little bit of a more upscale, elevated dining experience that feels just a step above some fast food, Connections Cafe is a really great option where, again, lots of great seating indoors. You're going to be able to refill your beverage at the fountains there. Uh, there's nice clean bathrooms and plenty of seating. 
And gosh, you're going to feel refreshed to be eating off of real plates and silverware. Now let's talk about table service restaurants in Epcot. These do require a reservation in advance. Those are typically going to open up 60 days before your arrival at Disney World. So you want to keep an eye on the calendar and be ready. If you're working with a Purple Banana Travel Coach, we are here to help make that process really easy for you. And we'll not only give you some recommendations on which restaurants are going to be best for your particular family, but we're actually happy to get up early in the morning and make your reservation for you. So it's a great reason to partner with a Purple Banana Travel Coach. Our services are completely free and at no cost to you. Disney destinations can be downright overwhelming. We get it. We have been there, done that, and we totally understand how you're feeling. That's why we put together an expert guide. It's a free resource just for you, and you can download it by heading to bit.ly slash expert Disney. Disney World like a total expert. Grab it at bit.ly slash expert Disney. In the show notes, you can find some contact information about how to connect with your own Purple Banana Travel Coach. So check that out. Reach out to us. We would love to help with your vacation plans. My favorite table service restaurant at Epcot is Space 220. This is a really special one, and it's also fairly new. Uh, But the atmosphere is part of what wins it for me. You're going to step into a really special elevator that's going to launch you miles and miles above Orlando, Florida, as you connect with a space center and eat way up in outer space. The views are amazing. With any luck, you're going to get a table right by the window so that you can watch the astronauts spacewalk. You'll have a great view of Earth. You'll see satellites flying by. It's really amazing just from a visual perspective to sit there and take that all in. The food is also really excellent. This is a fixed price menu, meaning you're going to pay one set price for each member of your travel party. And you can order one appetizer and one entree from the menu. And there are a number of great choices. When I took my family recently, this was sort of our first step into some fine dining. So not all of my kids have had higher end restaurant experiences, but Disney World is a really great place to start to explore that. Not only are cast members so wonderful and helpful and patient, but it's a really safe place to kind of broaden your food horizons and try some things that you normally wouldn't do. So on our last visit, uh, I'll just share this story with you. My oldest son, he was 14 at the time, and he ordered the tuna tartare off the menu. And the waitress was so wonderfully sweet. And she, she looked at him and said, now you understand that that is raw tuna. And he kind of shrugged. He's like, oh, I'm open to trying it. So they brought our meal and he took a bite or two. And sure enough, he did not love it. So this was a great chance to help him learn to advocate for himself and to, you know, grow those adult skills of ordering off of a menu, making your own food decisions. But now he had to deal with like, I don't like this. What do I do? So mom gave him a little bit of coaching. The cast member came back over to check on us. And I was really proud. My son was great and advocated for himself and said, you know, I tried this and I really don't like it. And without missing a beat, this cast member was wonderful. She said, of course, what else would you like? We want to make sure that you don't leave hungry. So he took another look at the menu, chose something that he would like, and they happily made another plate for him. 
I feel like that experience was worth the price of admission right there to have my child have that chance to practice some life skills of ordering, of trying new foods, of advocating for himself when that didn't go the way he had hoped. That to me is exactly why you travel as a family to kind of stretch your kids, to help them to kind of stretch your kids and help them grow new skills. And so not only did we get a great meal, we had a wonderful interaction with our server. And I know that we learned some life lessons in the process. That was worth whatever we spent on that meal. So Space 220 is definitely at the top of my list in terms of restaurants that you should include in your travel itinerary when you're heading to Epcot. There are so many more, uh, whether it's Le Cellier, which is a wonderful steakhouse, or Chefs de France. Uh, there are lots and lots of very unique restaurants in Epcot. So I have no doubt that you're going to be able to find something that fits the tastes of your travel party and your travel budget. Uh, and honestly, I think you could do a whole day in Epcot and leave very satisfied and full and not actually visit any restaurants because of those food booths in World Showcase. If you love small bites, if you love uh, having smaller meals through your day and not sitting down to have uh, an actual meal time, that is a great plan for you because you're going to get to walk World Showcase and experience all of those things at one time. Let's talk character meals and character meet and greets in Epcot, because this is another really important component in a Disney vacation. So there is a character meal inside Epcot. It's called Garden Grill. And inside, you're going to find Farmer Mickey and Pluto and Chip and Dale greeting guests. And one really unique feature about Garden Grill is that this is a rotating restaurant. And it actually rotates through an attraction. As you sit in your booth, you're going to face out towards the outside of the room and slowly as you eat your meal you're going to rotate through the living with the land attraction and get to see a couple of scenes from that ride so it's a really fun thing to do either before or after your meal go ride living with the land and eat at garden grill so that you can connect those experiences and see them from a very different perspective i'll be totally honest that garden grill is not my favorite character meal at disney world it feels to me like rather bland Thanksgiving food, but maybe that's your jam, or maybe it's just more important that you meet with characters during your meal. And so Garden Grill is a fun place to go. I know other people have very different opinions and they love Garden Grill and wouldn't miss it on a trip of theirs. So you can take my opinion with a grain of salt and that's just my two cents. Uh, it's another reason I think working with a travel coach is a great idea because we all have our perspectives but what we're really here to do is listen to what you're looking for and help match you up with the best experiences. Even if it's not something that's our personal favorite, being able to guide you along the steps of planning your vacation and really customizing it to your tastes. We want to treat your trip like it's our own and help you get the very best experiences for your family. So we'll set our own preferences aside and really listen to what it is that you are wanting. Now you can meet characters at Garden Grill while you eat, but Epcot is also an amazing place to meet characters in the parks. In fact, this is part of the reason I think that Epcot is really misunderstood as an adults only park, because I think of all the parks, when it comes to character meet and greets, this is the one that takes first place. Not only will you find a gazillion princesses, you're going to find a ton of characters around World Showcase. In most of the pavilions, the different countries around World Showcase, you'll meet a character who has their origins in that country. So for example, uh, over in France, you can meet Aurora or Belle. 
Over in Morocco, you can meet Jasmine. In the UK, you can often meet Mary Poppins or Winnie the Pooh or Alice in Wonderland and on and on and on. So especially if you have princess lovers, Epcot is the park for princesses. And you're going to want to make sure you schedule some time to meet those characters and princesses in their respective countries around World Showcase. You'll also find some classic characters. Minnie Mouse has a meet and greet station uh, just inside the entry of World Showcase. That's called Port of Entry. And she's off to the left as you enter World Showcase towards Mexico. Donald Duck does a special meet and greet in Mexico in the cutest sombrero that you've ever seen. And then up towards the front of the park, as you enter uh, by the big silver ball, that's Spaceship Earth, you're going to often see some classic characters like Goofy and Pluto greeting guests there. So make sure you bring something to collect autographs and schedule some time to go enjoy those characters, have some special photos taken. I know those become some of my favorite souvenirs when I'm coming home for a trip, and I know that you're going to treasure them too. Make sure you've got Memory Maker added to your vacation package because in most of those photo spots, there will be a Disney PhotoPass photographer there who can take your whole family's picture. And it's just really great to come home and have all of those in your vacation scrapbook where your entire family is gathered in one picture together. Those could be rare things. And moms, especially, I know I'm often the one taking photos when we're on vacation. And if I'm not very intentional about it, I will end up not being in my vacation photos. So adding Memory Maker, letting those Disney photo pass photographers do their work for you means that you get to be in your photos. And that will mean so much to you, but it will also mean a lot to your kids in the years to come, as they look back through your vacation scrapbook and photos, they're going to see you there. And that, that's what they want. They know you've put a ton of work into this trip and they want to see you smiling there with that radiant smile and all that love coming off of you. That's what your kids want to see more than anything. If you've done some of each of those things that we've talked about, ridden some rides, eaten some good food, met some characters, maybe you've taken in a show or two at Epcot, you've had a really full day. And I can't think of any better way to end the day than with fireworks. And right now at Epcot, one of my favorite fireworks nighttime spectaculars is happening. It's harmonious. So I would recommend finding a spot to watch harmonious about 45 minutes before the show starts. Check your My Disney Experience app on the day of your visit so that you know exactly what time harmonious begins showing. And here's a couple of spots that I love to watch. I'm going to give you my best secrets here. Number one, my top pick for watching the Harmonious show is right at the port of entry. As you walk from Future World, that main part of the park, if you came in the front gates, as you walk down towards World Showcase, you're going to have a straight on view right there of that big center of that big center fireworks barge. It's a big circle. You won't be able to miss it. If you can find a straight on view of that, and there's a big seating area there as you walk into Port of Entry, it's right between the two gift shops there. That's really where the show was designed to be viewed from. And it's a whole different kind of experience when you can see the projections on the water that come in the middle of that big circle. I know if you've never been there, it's really hard to visualize this, but trust me, when you get there, you're going to be able to know exactly what I'm talking about. And you'll say, oh, yeah, this is the spot that Sarah told me to sit because I see the big circle. And there are going to be some water projections in there that are very cool and really help tell the story 
in a in a really whole way that you're going to miss if you're in one of the other countries and not seeing that circle head on. But if you haven't secured a spot early enough and you can't squeeze in, there's a couple of other spaces that I can recommend you go to. The first one's over in Mexico. There is a quick service location uh, where you could order food, but there's also a seating area there that's right by the water. And so if you're lucky and you get there early enough, you can even snag a table and have a seat to watch rather than having to stand. If you're in that main viewing area right up front, a few minutes before the show, like probably 15 to 20 minutes ahead of time, they're going to make everybody stand up. This is just a safety precaution so that they know that everybody's on their feet and that there aren't uh, security issues involved. But just know that you'll have to stand to watch the show from that spot. If you want to sit down, there are some spots around World Showcase where you can grab a seat and Mexico in that quick service location is one of them. There are a couple of tables there and maybe you can send one person from your party ahead of time to reserve a table so that you all can sit down and watch the show from there. I also love going over to the UK right behind the Rose and Crown and Fish Shop. There is There'll be some reserved seating over at Rose and Crown for people who have special fireworks dessert party tickets, but there's some open to the public seating just off to the left of that. And there are some tables and chairs there where you can snag a seat or just stand up against the wall. It's not my top pick, but in a pinch, it's a great view and it's usually not terribly crowded over there. One other thing to mention about Epcot before we wrap up here is just how easy it is to park hop from Epcot to a couple of other parks. And Disney transportation is so spectacular and is really not only going to be an easy way for you to get around, but I feel like Disney transportation is an attraction in and of itself. So if you're in Epcot, it's really easy to hop up to Magic Kingdom. And to do that, you're going to hop on the monorail up at the front of the park and you'll ride up to the Ticket and Transportation Center. At the TTC, you're going to switch lines and get on a different monorail car, but that one will take you right up to the gates of Magic Kingdom. And if you've got park hopper tickets, it's a great way to have total flexibility and be able to mix and match which fireworks you want to see each night. Um, maybe check a crowd calendar and see if, which of those is going to be the least crowded. Or maybe you're working around some weather we know there's a hurricane and lots of rain happening right now, but it's not unusual in Florida to have some weather. And so maybe one night of your trip, uh, it's raining and the fireworks aren't happening. But having those park hopper tickets means you don't have to miss fireworks just because it rained on your Magic Kingdom day. Hopping between Magic Kingdom and Epcot is really easy on the monorail. Hopping between Epcot and Hollywood Studios is also really easy. And you've got multiple ways to get between those two parks. First, you could take the Skyliner. And this is Disney's gondola system that really might become your children's favorite rides when you're at Disney World. It's so much fun to get in that gondola and fly high and see all the traffic as you roll over. And it's about 30 minutes from park to park on the Skyliner. Your other option, if you're going from Epcot to Hollywood Studios, is to take a friendship boat. And I love a boat. Let me tell you, this is my favorite way to get around Walt Disney World. I just love being on the water, but there's something so special about a Disney boat too. And especially in the evening, watching the lights over the water twinkle and feeling the breeze in your hair. Mm, it just gets me. If you love a boat, just like I do, you can hop on a friendship boat 
And you'll make some stops at Beach Club, at Yacht Club, at a couple of the other resorts in the area, but you'll end up over at Hollywood Studios. And it's just a really fun and relaxing way to get off your feet for a few minutes. That ride's also about 30 minutes. So whichever way you decide to travel between Epcot and Hollywood Studios, just know that the timing is going to be pretty even, Stephen. Erica and I have timed this ourselves and we feel very assured that there, it's a it's a total tie between the two. So you're not going to save time either way, but both of those transportation options give you a really great chance to get out of the heat, get off your feet. You could even take a little nap on the bench in one of those and you'll enjoy your trip between the two parks. I hope I've convinced you that a day at Epcot is not just for adults. There's so much for everyone in your party to enjoy, from those thrill seekers who are going to love the Guardians of the Galaxy roller coaster, to your preschoolers who are going to love meeting their favorite princess or exploring with Nemo in the seas. Epcot is a full-scale experience that has something for every member of your family and you're totally going to love spending the day there. Do not leave Epcot out of your Walt Disney World itinerary. Thanks so much for joining us on this episode of Disney Vacations Demystified. And tune in next week. We'll be sharing all of our insider tips so you have a lot less stress and a lot more fun on your Disney vacation.